This is the Take Your Meds podcast, your safe space to explore how you can brighten up your life from the inside out. We're diving deep into the different medicine millennials take to turn their light on. Season one gives some insights into how you can navigate your quarter life crisis and find the confidence to be your authentic self. On this episode, I sit down with the beautiful Maria Middleton. Listen in to hear how facing off with adversity turns into medicine. Okay, kia ora and welcome back to the Take Your Meds podcast. Yeah, I'm really keen to just like see if you can introduce yourself with your pronouns and paint the picture of what it is to be Maria. Mm, Thank you. I'm so honoured to be here and that you asked me. Mm. That really lit me up and I was like, yes, I have to say yes to this. Mm. I have to come have this conversation with you because I think we've been trying to have a conversation. It just hasn't quite aligned. And so I think this room is this was this is the place that it was meant to be beautiful um my pronouns she her they loving awareness Mm. um yeah bit about myself yeah so okay i would probably start off with what my passion is so my passion in life is movement connecting to my body becoming aware of my body because I've been so dissociated from it mm. from so, for so long, for so many years. Mm. Um, trauma would just take me out. I would fly out of my body, like just, just not in it. So my passion project for life is to be, be in this beautiful meat suit, mm. earth suit, vessel, whatever we want to call it. Um, so I'm a mother. I'm a mother to four beautiful children. Mm. Uh, we have, I've got one boy that's my own and I've got three stepchildren. Um, so it's Taylor Charlie, Eli and Hope. I'm a partner. I have a beautiful fiance who is just walks life with me and mm. is my biggest teacher along with my children. Um, I just like to live life and mm. work through all the shit that has been piled on top of me as you know, most people have that. Mm. And I think vulnerability is one of my superpowers. Wow. Is that I just can't hide. I can't hide it anymore. It Mm -hmm. has to come out. My truth has to come out. I have to talk. I have to share my experience. And that's just how I feel. That's my essence as a child Mm. was I was a bit of a free wild spirit and I felt like I got reined in. Mm. and shut down and so I'm finally learning to discover that little girl the little girl that would turn on my dad's amazing sound system really loud and I would dance around the house amazing yeah so I'm just trying to cultivate that playful little girl back Mm. yeah wow that's really powerful that's really inspiring and I feel like a lot of people can really resonate with that like suppression of their younger self and going back to their childhood and just noticing where they weren't able to express themselves or be themselves and that now as an adult 
we get to heal and we have the pen in our mm-hmm. hand to write the story and the chapter. And it's really cool to hear that movement as part of that. And like being in your body, it's definitely a space that I'm curious to discover more about. And probably only in the last six months have really started to notice that I'm in my body. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm like what? what? What are these feelings? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And to move out of the head and stop thinking and intellectualizing everything and to feel and express and that I have permission to do that. So we're going to dive into a whole lot of things, I'm sure. But mm. thank you for introducing yourself and honoring your journey and being so open to sharing in the depths as well. Um, really keen to see what it means for you to turn your light on. So I guess there's a lot of people that may be listening that are like, how do I unapologetically be me? How do I give myself the permission slip to just express myself? You know, like what does it mean for you to have that alive and have your light on? That's a really good question. Um, I would say be in my heart space to have an open heart to show up how I how I desire how I dream and I deeply imagine myself to be is if I'm going somewhere and I feel my energy is low in that moment I'll take time to meditate and I'll foresee myself at like an event and I will feel the feeling of what I feel and what that feels for my heart to be open. Because I know with me, like my energy can wane and it changes. And sometimes I can go into a really depressive, sad, like just stay away from me. I want to hide from the world. I don't want anyone to see me. Mm. So for me to have my light on is I want to be, is to be open, to have my eyes open to speak my truth, to be in my body, to feel good in my body, Mm. to allow people to see me. Mm. Because I've walked around with just self-conscious feelings for so long. I just didn't want anyone to look at me. I didn't want to be center of attention. But I wanted people to see me, but I didn't want to be center of attention. Mm. Like it scares the shit out of me. It's terrifying. Mm. So to yeah, to have my light on is just to show up, to, to be me, to be my kind self, to show up with love, loving awareness that everyone is love. Mm. And then I feel safe. Mm. Safe to do so. It's it's finding safety in your body because your body's Ugh. gonna give you messages. And you're like, Oh, is that true? Is that false? What does my intuition tell me? So to show up into that heart space, to connect into that is, mm. is very, very powerful and to mm. cultivate it and to, to do the work to actually feel that because I was so shut off from my heart for so long. I've forgotten what love was. Wow. I don't know what that feeling was anymore. It was just so, so sad and lonely for so long. Wow. What was your journey to open the heart space? How did you do that? I did MDMA on a therapeutic level Mm. and I was like whoa Mm. wow and meditating meditating Mm. before I did the journey of um plant medicine it was a lot of meditating um taking like I was it was probably about five years ago I was in a really deep dark space 
my relationship wasn't going well, my life wasn't going well, I just wanted to drink alcohol, numb myself from the world, numb myself from my body. I didn't want, I just felt like the biggest piece of shit mm. and I didn't want to go anywhere. I felt so trapped and felt so lost and I felt like I was searching outside of myself that someone was going to come and save me. Mm. And I remember just sitting in the lounge just like, no energy for anything I know I'm miserable I know I've got to get out of this funk but I don't know how to and then I think it was Gabby Bernstein oh yeah 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 Bernstein and there's this other sassy guy oh what's his name it's not coming to me but he's amazing Mm. He's on Instagram. Oh, I know the one. You with know the hair? The, yeah, with the hair. Oh, my God. That is a mood. Yeah. He really He's is. amazing. And then I found some really amazing meditations. Mm. It's like six minutes long on Insight Timer. Mm. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to give this meditation thing a get, a, like a jam. I've never really been one for prayer. So, like, that was, I always thought that God was outside of me. Mm. that I couldn't connect and I would go to church and be like, God, like everyone else, like everyone else gets to do, he visits everybody else. Why doesn't he visit me? Oh, yes. And I just felt like there's something seriously wrong with me. Mm. So I thought, okay, I'll try the meditation gig. And I remember, and this is a, this is a story that my partner would say, he's like, I remember seeing on the Insight Timer app, it was 50 days in a row. <gasps> And oh my gosh. And shit was changing for you. Like you were changing. And I was like, whoa. You get so lost in this. You actually don't, you can't see yourself from a bird's, like, bird's view. Yeah, so you just true. can't see it. And yeah. you actually don't see how far you come. Wow, yeah. That's so true. And it, it just blows you away that you can actually, you know, when you track and you journal, like it's important to keep these things and to actually go back and look. And be like, oh, wow, mm. that's pretty amazing that that I was feeling like this. And, you know, it's it can be like an issue that you will keep dealing with, but it will get easier. Yeah, even if it's 1% better yeah. at managing it. That's, that's, that's it. huge. Yeah. That's huge. That's progress. Um, so sitting with, sitting with meditation, mm. sitting with um plant-based medicines and prayer you would say would have been those things that really supported you to open your heart again Mm, yeah Yeah? definitely opening my heart like getting into my body Mm. and just feeling the emotions kind of churning yeah it's like okay it's interesting and I remember just sitting in my meditation one morning and just the tears Mm. coming out the emotion just like finally being seen heard Mm, yes like the body just knows how to digest it if you allow it oh my gosh can we go there because i feel like it's really challenging to sit with and be some with some of those like bad or negative emotions that's Mm -hmm. definitely something that's come up before what how did you how did you fight like work through the resistance to actually give yourself permission to be seen, heard and understood with some of those emotions that you had been putting to the side for like some time? Yeah, it's really difficult. I think there's a lot of sexual shame in my body. Mm. That was a really hard one to go to. Mm. Um, it's building the trust with yourself again. 
Mm. Trust with the connection, the body, the heart, the mind. They can betray each other. There was a moment in time where I felt um, I lost all trust for myself and my intuition because I felt like I was my truth. I will use the word gaslight, right? Mm. Like that's a common term these days. Mm. Um, but gaslighting is just a trauma response from somebody else. Mm-hmm. And we're all living in trauma. Like I really would love to remove the word toxic from Mm. the vocabulary i don't believe that anyone's toxic i think that they're just traumatized Mm. and they just don't understand yet they don't have that they don't have that awareness yeah so learning to trust myself that these feelings that were tuning in my body were actually okay like Mm. to to deep dive into the black hole of something that feels really overwhelming it's just a moment in time. I remember reading a, a statistic or a, just a fact that it takes 90 seconds for an emotion to move through the body. Mm. And you're like, oh, okay, 90 seconds. Oh, that seems easy. But when you're deep in a trigger and you're like, fuck, I don't want to feel this. Yeah. And But like connecting to the breath, that's massive. Mm. Connecting to your breath will just absolutely ground you. It will give you something to hold on to when you feel like you're going into that deep, dark spiral. Mm. And just to know that that deep, dark spiral is okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it will pass. It will pass. Absolutely. Can we talk about the breath? Like what, what does, like I, I was, um, I was like 27 years old when I learned about breathing. <laughs> actually, no, you're actually winning my, like I'm 37 now. I think. No way. Yeah. And I think I was like. Well, maybe like, yeah, five, six years ago. I was like, oh, shit, I haven't been breathing properly. That's interesting. That just Actually, blows my mind. It's probably more than that. It's uh, Yeah, because I didn't have the breath back then. It wasn't until, it was probably three years ago that I was like, oh, that's how we meant to breathe. Yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. Crazy, eh? Yoga really helped me with that. Mm. Yeah, breathing through the nose, deep breath. Mm. And it's more the exhale out exhale out that's useful that really relaxes the nervous system Mm. and that tells you that you're safe Mm. so it's like a nice and then a really long exhale out and you're like oh just melt the body yes this is so important there's something i like i think it was i don't know if it was breath work that was like my first introduction to i don't breathe (laughs) properly yet comma um or if it was even just as simple, oh, that's what it was. I think when um, I was in really challenging times with my own mental distress and I would disassociate, I would have a grounding exercise that my partner would use to bring me back into the space mm-hmm. together. And sometimes it would be like the square and like, really talking to like in for a count of four, hold for a count of four, out for a count of four, hold for a count of four and do the square mm-hmm. as like a picture. Like we would draw it as we were doing it, you oh, know? So it's kind of like seeing it, hearing it, yeah. feeling it and like getting the breath into the body. And then there was like the breath work and stuff, but has there been experiences with like processing emotions for you um where there's been a particular kind of breath sequence that's been supportive i do like that box breath yeah yeah absolutely 
Um, that's it's so easy to remember that one. Yeah. Four, four, four. Um, I really also enjoy, like in the mornings when I do a practice, is to like two fingers between the the forehead, and then the nose, uh, the thumb on the no on the right side of the nose, and then the ring finger on the left side of the nose, and so it's in one side, and then uh, exhale out the other side. Yeah. Yes, so that's really helpful. It's it's quite nice to do something with your hands. Yes. Um, that took a little while because sometimes when you hold your arm up, it gets quite sore. <laughs> yeah. And then somehow you just get you just go into flow. Yeah. It's that moment of you start and then you feel the resistance and then you find flow and it just becomes so easeful. Mm. And I feel like so many people like go to try something and there's like the resistance and they stop because oh, the they resistance think... resistance will be like, oh, you, yeah, your brain will come in and be like, why the hell are you doing this? Exactly. What is wrong with you? Oh, everything's wrong with you. <laughs> and you just have to persist. Yeah. You yeah. just have to persist. And so resistance like, is something that's pretty present at times. Yeah. But that's part of the process, right? Yes. If yeah. resistance isn't there, mm. then it becomes so easy. And then, like, that's not fun. Mm. you got to have resistance because then it's like there's something that you overcame or, over, you know, you mm. overcome it. And you're like, okay, well, this is what I've done today. And I know that something's going to show up tomorrow. Like, healing never ends. Mm. I think that's where we get a little bit lost. Well, I got a little bit lost. I'm like, why the hell am I still feeling this? Oh, my gosh, yes. Shouldn't I be fixed by now? Oh, my God, this is me yesterday to me. Too soon. Am I ever not going to feel nervous or anxious? Yeah. Mm. Or, like, haven't I done enough inner work? Like, Oh, my gosh. Oh, just... Go with it, sweetie. No. <laughs> I think we get to a point. I've got to a point now. It's just like if I'm in a trigger and I'll react and I'll react to my partner. And I remember this clearly one day we were in the car. And oh my God, when we get going, we can get going. It's quite, it's like, we just like, <laughs> play, just like off each other. Yeah. He goes and I'm like, <clears throat> and then sometimes when I get triggered, it's just, I don't know, in my body, I feel like, the walls are caving in and I just need people to stop. I just need to stop. But mm. he likes to keep going sometimes. And I like to keep going sometimes. And it's cool. It's fine. Mm. So when yeah, we're going, he's going, and I'm just like, and I feel like I just scream. I'm like, I need you to stop. And I'm driving the car. I need you to stop. And then I we just both were just like, what the fuck? <laughs> What the fuck's going on here? And then it was like silence for a bit. And like, then the shame story comes in. Oh my God, in my own mind, I can't believe I just lost my shit. You're a fucking psycho. And then I just like, I start laughing. Mm. And I look at him and he starts laughing too. And I'm like, look at us going in again. Like, this is okay because it's never going to end. We just have to keep coming back and coming back to each other. I'm Mm. really sorry I yelled at you. Mm. Can I come back into your space again? Mm. I love you. Do forgive me. Mm. Restoring the relationship. Yeah. Knowing that you can restore the relationship too. It's so important to say sorry. Mm. And it's so important to say sorry to children too. Oh my gosh. As a parent, oh my gosh. Like so many times I lose my shit, lose my rag. And I was such an unconscious parent for so long. Mm. My poor child, we're going to have to do some work. Mm. <laughs> But um, I was living in survival mode for, most, yeah. for most of his life. Mm. 
yeah, I was a single mum before he turned two. Wow. Uh, and I was just so lost in the world, so lost in the world, dealing with um, my own shit. I had an eating disorder. I was, yeah, I just hated myself. Mm. So I've learned to just say sorry, like come yeah. back, show up, don't hide yourself in shame. Mm. It's actually okay that we lose up the plot sometimes. Mm. But it's... We are human. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so beautiful to model though now. Like, like we get to grow and transform. We mm. don't be the same person and we always are doing our best and when we know more or know different we can do better or different mm. you know and that's really beautiful to demonstrate for your kids of like yeah. mama doesn't stay the same no. mama grows and transforms and i get the the hugest compliments he's like you're not even the same person you were mum you've done so much work oh my gosh that's and he's oh. like i'm so proud of you i'm like i'm so proud of you hmm. you're a different child like hmm. we have grown and and learned and healed together wow. and it has just been a beautiful journey oh my gosh that's so and it's beautiful like, how can i like that there for my child to come and say hey mom you you're doing amazing hmm. and i love you oh. it's just like Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I must be doing something good. <laughs> I'm going to sleep good tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really powerful. I'm just, it's like so inspiring to hear how far you've been able to bring yourself and like where you are now and how you're showing up is just like, whoa, you know, like I'm really keen to understand a little bit more about like what being in your body means mm. and how you were able to let go of like the 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 disconnection you had with your body mm-hmm. and with yourself like how what have you utilized to be able to get back in your body to build that safety from within so i'll start with um what it feels like to be in my body amazing yeah. is to actually feel every single thing every single message that no message is wrong uh i would i would hate my body for so long like i'd punished it i punished it i hated it i wanted to get out of it i wanted to hurt it i shamed it i would look at it like you were and the thoughts you're disgusting you're not worthy you are an ugly person you just just yeah just all the nasty things Mm -hmm. and you just wonder where the hell did this even come from Mm -hmm. so for me to be in my body is to actually to move in it Mm. to go to the so I, I, i like to think of the analogy is that you wouldn't move into a new beautiful house and just stay in one room you want to go and explore everything. So for me, I love to go into all the little intricacies of everything. Mm-hmm. So for, at the moment, well, for a little while, I've had a lot of pain in my body. So I've got a little bit of, bit of chronic pain that I've been dealing with. And I feel like chronic pain is just trapped emotion. Mm. So it started out in my shoulders and just really achy shoulders and arms. And I'm just like, what is wrong? Mm. Uh, that was also at the cusp of, like, I think what we all call the dark night of the soul of where it all kind of began, the unfolding of 
it's got something's gonna change you're gonna flip the lid here so you know you'd go to the doctor and they'll be like oh here you go have have some pain relief we'll send you for a scan so in that moment in that moment of time i got pretty addicted to tramadol i love mm. me trammies mm. and yeah trammies and just oh yeah this will fix me mm. and going to get it checked out and they're like oh there's inflammation there but there's nothing really wrong it's like okay that's very interesting and then going to a chiropractor and then this woman saying oh yeah your ribs are a little bit high you could probably get a couple of ribs removed and i was like is this lady on what? this planet i'm sorry am i marilyn manson and <laughs> i'm like what the hell what it was really really strange I was like, okay, so this seems like something that I need to sort out for myself. Yeah. So once I started meditating, no more pain. Oh, you're kidding. No more pain. To really actually feel what the fuck was in there. And so I feel like that was a lot of anger. A lot of anger that I'd been storing up for a long time. Mm. And then I finally started to deal with it. Wow. And that was self-led. Hmm. You just got to be curious. You've got to question everything. Wow. That's so powerful. That's really, really such like a call to sit with. Like if I drop in more and more to my body, what do I notice where? Mm. And how might I process this? What information is coming to me? Mm. What can I feel? And, you know, touch is also really important. Mm. Your own touch. Mm. Um, a lot of that, that can be quite triggering for some people mm. to touch their body. But it's also so nurturing. Yeah. We have so much energy and power in our own hands. And if we have a loving intention, mm. we slow it down. I've just started to do, oh, I went to a wonderful workshop. Um, it was a breast massage workshop mm. and it was a few of us and this beautiful woman took us on this, on this journey of, you know, like a, a beautiful breast massage. Mm. And so we're all just sitting there and just massaging our breasts. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm here with all these women. Wow. And the journey to get there for you. Huge. Wow. Huge. Yeah. Massive. And the trust of being in a space with other women and... The more you put yourself into these uncomfortable positions, there's a payoff. Yeah, Huge sure. payoff. Yeah, I've just started um, uh, Intuitive Impact Mastermind with Hello Weston, which is so fun and so cool. And, and part of the mastermind has been around just like nourishing self mm -hmm. and just like getting some like one of the practices is just it's just learning about these practices too like it just was never in my awareness or like field of suite of options you know like getting some nice oil like almond oil or, or coconut oil or something and just giving like my arms a massage or even putting on like some nice co like coconut oil after a shower or something and just really being so intentional about loving my body mm. and it's just like a whole new world has opened up because I'm like noticing where in the day do I get to show myself love mm. and nourishment mm. in a physical way yeah and that I can actually do that and lead that myself and then when I'm feeling nourished and loved oh my gosh, I show up in a different way because I'm like, 
I'm grounded. Mm -hmm. I'm like aware I'm present because I spent, you know, five minutes, you know, it's really powerful. It's huge. Just seems so simple as well. They don't teach you this stuff in school, kids. Yeah. (laughs) I think another thing for me is uh, what's also been really powerful and and been on my journey of of this letting go, this healing, is when I started to meditate, my body started to change. So I literally get into two parts of me, like a deep state where my cells were tingling, I could Mm. feel the energy and Mm. it's like the whole body just starts to feel safe. Wow. And this extra bit of weight, like it was like I was carrying like an extra five kgs and, you know, would punish myself, go to the gym, go up the hucks or whatever, like go for a walk, just deep in punishment. Like if I'd eat something, oh man. But once I started to do this meditation journey, my body just started to shed it because I was shedding the trauma, shedding Mm, the protection. Wow. And that was huge. I was like, wow, my body's starting to change. The wow. body actually starts like this on a cellular level. If you become conscious that this is on my journey now is that I parts of my body, my bones, my cells, my organs, my muscles, my tendons, all have their own individual consciousness. And you can tap into that. You can tap into the vibration of that and you can actually speak to it. Wow. It's like a little child that just needs to some attention. So like so many women that walk around going, oh, I really hate my thighs because they have cellulite. Like that, hears it. It's like, oh, okay, I don't want to be seen and I don't want to be felt. So then I'll just shut off from life. You're literally killing parts of your body by doing that. Oh my gosh, my mind's exploding. So it's like, this is the deepness of self-love. Like we talk about self-love on a real surface level. Oh, just love yourself, girl. And it's like, well, what does that mean? (laughs) I'm trying to love myself. I'm talking to myself in the mirror saying, yes, you're a badass bitch. Mm. But when you get into on a cellular level and your cells actually like connect so deeply to yourself, then it starts to shift and change. Oh my gosh, this is so good. How, what is that practice? Like, how do you, is this a guided meditation that you would follow? Or like, was this a practice you created for yourself? Like, how might somebody pick up and try on? I'm so down to make some time (laughs) to try this. So I'm curious, can you share your secret sauce with us? Okay, so there's a beautiful woman that is my biggest teacher, Bonnie Bainbridge. I don't know about Bonnie. Uh, she's like 70 something now, um, but she's had a wonderful life. And she has just been on a journey of where she has just discovered so many bits and bobs and has come back and put it together. It's like her felt experience. Mm. Uh, and she just, she is all of like this mind body connection. Like nothing is separate. And I've done some really cool yoga training and embodied flow. Mm. where I've learned a lot of these practices as well, where we literally get into our bones, like into the layers of the bones. We partner up and you just get into like a really, you know, you just sit down, calm each other's energy. And then it's a visualization. Visualize Mm. like some, 
a lot of people say, oh, I don't know how to visualize. It's like, well, if you can visualize going to your fridge and seeing like a hot dog there, then yes, you can visualize. It's mm. it's nothing thing that you just have to persist with. Mm. It can be really hard because you'll be trying to visualize and then something else will come in and you're thinking about something and then you just have to really sit with it. Mm. So going into someone like with touch and going into your own layers of bones, it's like you start out with the periosteum, which is the top layer, mm. which is connected to the muscle and the fascia. And then you go into the next layer, which is the hard bone. And then into the next layer, which is the um, the marrow, which is mind-blowing because there's so much goodness that is stored in our marrow. It's like there's fat and energy, and there's also, um, what is it called? It comes... It comes. It comes. It's like, oh, oh, oh I can see the word. <laughs> the thing beneath the marrow. You know, all the stuff that fights diseases. Cells? Blood cells? Well, yeah, yeah, white blood cells. White blood cells. That's where they're produced. From the marrow. From the marrow. Oh. Very fascinating. So there's some power in there. Yeah. There's huge power in there. And you can actually just, like, visualize it. And it sends you messages, like you touch yourself, you get into different parts, and you can actually start to see it in your own mind the more you do it. Wow. And I, I remember when I learned this and I would do it like a face massage, I can actually feel my, like, my skull and my structures of my face. Wow. It's pretty magical. So you learned all this through Bonnie? Bonnie, I learned it through my yoga embodied flow. Yeah. Um, through my own curiosity. Mm. Of, um, there's a wonderful guy called John Gabriel, mm. and so he correlates that that being like holding extra weight is just trauma, mm. and that's just a feeling of not being safe, not being safe in the world. So fat is a form of protection. Wow. So when you start to deal with your stuff, when you feel safe, yeah. you start stop holding on to, to things. Because I don't think that fat is not the enemy. Fat is energy. Hmm. So when you can move from that mindset, it's like, okay, I can use that energy. And hmm. I can use it for power. I can use it for good. Hmm. I don't have to store it there. I can make it move. Hmm. And I can shift it through. And so, yeah, that just changed my body massively. Whoa. And to go from, like you were saying before, like an eating disorder through to where you are now, like huge, holy moly, like huge. that progress. And then how you're showing up now is just like insane. Like you do the work, you know, gotta do the work to get the rewards. How do you do the work when you don't feel like it? Oh, I just don't do it. <laughs> And I have a day off. <laughs> yeah, just take some time. That's when I know that I have to do more. It's <laughs> <laughs> so true, though. It depends on how I feel. Sometimes I, I allow myself to wallow in my sadness. Mm. That's okay. It's kinky as shit, and i got to learn to love it. Mm. I love my sadness. Mm. I love my anger. My anger is a message. It's all just a message. True. Like, there's no part of me that I deny, mm. and that's been a process, hugely. 
And do you think that connects with your ability to be in your body? Yeah. 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 Like there's still times I want to get out. Mm. And I'm like, no. And there's still times where I'm like, ah, I feel disgusting. Mm. And that's been huge. Like I'm, my journey at the moment is that we have decided on oh, this just like goes beyond all my programming is that we're going to try for another baby oh my no, goodness actually not even another baby we're actually going to try for a baby so my partner and i we've been together for seven years oh. that number lucky seven and like i never thought that we'd ever get to this place like i never thought that we would think that we'd have a child and then we were like, oh, we, we thought about it like two years ago and it was just like, it was just a, it was a wavering thought. It was like, oh yeah, okay. But now. Oh my goodness. We're, we're there. So that's, <clears throat> I think that's what's lighting me up at the moment is it's like, wow, I'm a, di- like a, I'm a whole different person to when I was pregnant with my child. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And they say, you know, don't ever talk about it. Like keep it to yourself. But it's something that I want to share because I have so much trauma Mm. around pregnancy, Mm. around uh, having a child. Like I've lost two babies. Mm. I had a miscarriage and then I had a stillbirth. So, and then the pregnancy with my son was just pretty pretty horrific what how I felt in myself like every day I was just so so scared Mm. that he would be taken away from me and I just handed that over to my gynecologist my obstetrician and my midwife I was like I handed it all over and they had full control of my body and now I'm like that's not going to happen this time round. Yeah. Like this time I set the rules. I am in control. Yeah. And I completely trust my body. Well, you have the trust now. Yeah, I have the trust. Oh my gosh. I just want to honor you. That's, that's really, really beautiful to have been able to create so much beauty through a painful experience and then be in a space now to really bring light and I just see like the most beautiful soul coming through we've called this baby in like it's oh Oh my goodness it's like I felt like I'm I've seen this spirit child that that we want to call in yeah but I feel like yeah this is it's already come up with like okay there's a trigger here there's some work I still need to do to just surrender and let go Hmm. Um, especially around my body, I feel like, um, yeah, holding a little bit of extra weight at the moment and just be like, you know, when we get bloat Mm. and it's, we just go get out. Mm. But if there was a baby in there, it'd be a complete different story. We'd nurture it, we'd love it, Mm. but it's still your body. So why why do we deny it when there's not someone else that we're focusing on? that is profound that is so profound so it's loving the body at every every stage and I feel like I've had this bloat for like three months now I'm like okay body you're preparing me for change yes you know what's gonna happen and Mm. you are by my side and you're telling me that something's gonna change and it's 
it's just preparing me and it's like okay and I just hold my stomach and I'm just like I love you bloat oh you're wonderful I love everything about you but you know it's a journey it's not like that every day for me it's like oh I can't get into my pants okay Mm. I'll just wear some other pants (laughs) (laughs) I'll wear no pants don't even talk to me about being naked I absolutely love being naked (laughs) if I could be naked all the time like clothes are messed up. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so happy for you both. That's amazing it's, and congratulations. Yeah. Like I just feel like it's such a beautiful space to arrive at given your journey and what you've been sharing, you know. And I'm, I know it's so multi-layered and there's mm. so much more that we haven't talked about, but even from what you've shared, just like the courage and the resilience and your ability to really sit with some difficult things and process them and and heal yourself I mean that's taking your power back Mm. and getting the pen and writing the next chapter I'm in the driver's seat I'm creating my life how how I want it no one can dictate how it should be this is what I want. This is what I want to do. This is what I ha- what I, how I want to feel. Mm. Yeah. That's so profound. I feel like so many people feel <laughs> so out of control, so out of their body, so out of, mm. you know, like. I can completely relate to that. I was like that for years. I was like, what is this that I'm feeling? Mm. It, like, I don't actually want to go out anywhere. Like, I'm so scared of my body. Mm. I'm so scared wow. of how I feel. Yeah. And disease and all sorts of things like that. I had Graves' disease when I was pregnant with my son. Oh, wow. And that just flipped my switch. I was like, I just can't trust you. Losing a child at 38 weeks, you betray me. I can't trust you. Oh, my goodness. So it's been building this bridge Mm. of like, I am so sorry I abandoned you. I'm Mm. so sorry. I'm like, it's not that I can't trust you. You've actually led me where I needed to be. Oh my gosh, what a powerful reframe. I lost that baby for a reason. Mm. Like in hindsight, Mm. I am about four or five years ago, I found out why I lost that baby. Wow. It's pretty, pretty crazy story. Do you want to share? Do you want to strap on in? Yeah. 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 Okay. So I got pregnant with my daughter when I was... 20 years old so I was with a guy and he was my first love and you know everything's like hunky-dory and we got together when we were 18 and you know we're just both traumatized teenagers you know Mm. young adults and I thought yeah we'll just just do it whatever had no idea what it was like to be in a relationship or a healthy relationship and then we decided to move down south together and I was like, thought to myself, well, you know what? I want to have a baby. I want someone to love. <laughs> that will fix me. <laughs> so I got pregnant. And then I think about, well, it's very early on, so about six weeks later, I had a miscarriage. And that was devastating. Mm. I was like, what the hang? This is crazy. This is really sad. Okay, moving on, I'm going to get pregnant again. So I got pregnant again. And then we were like, okay, well, what do we do? We need to go home. We don't have any money. This is like our relationship was, it was not in a good space. Not in a good space at all. So I was like, yes, let's go home. 
So we came back up and then he just disappeared on me. Oh I was my like, goodness. okay, that's, well, it wasn't fine at the time. It was really heartbreaking. I felt really alone. I had to grieve that relationship while I'm pregnant, 20 years old, very crazy space to be in. Mm. But I kind of surrendered to the fact that, yeah, okay, I'm going to have a baby by myself. I'm going to be a single mother. This is going to be my life. So midwife came over 38 weeks and she checked for a heartbeat. There was nothing there. She couldn't find it. And I was like, okay, kind of felt deep down. I mean, when she left, I was praying to God and I was like, please not again. Please, I cannot, I can't go through this. And I had, I felt like I had a deep sense that I knew that something wasn't right. So booked me in for a scan, went for a scan and then, yeah, no heartbeat. Ah, it's devastating. Like you just, time and space just goes woof, like just you don't even know where you are. Complete out-of-body experience. So I was like, okay, well, what do we do now? Oh, you have to give birth to this baby. I'm like, what? I, I was just so not even in touch with what even was going on. I was like, what do you mean I have to give birth to this baby? This baby's not even alive. But then I'm like, well, what else do you do with it? Okay, so booked in for an induction the next day. Um, I, I wanted to feel the birth, so I didn't, I only had morphine, which I could just push whenever I needed it, and I needed to feel the pain to make it real. I needed to feel everything. So I put myself through that, like I just, I just knew I needed to feel it, and gave birth to her at the hospital, and then I was like, okay, I just want to take her home. So I got to be at home with her for about four days and that was such a beautiful, intimate space mm. where we just got to be with her and just oh, forever in my heart mm. and then buried her about four days later. Wow. Nothing came back from... I didn't want an autopsy done because that meant that they would have to take her away and I just didn't want that. Mm. Like, there was nothing obvious. They did some swabs, nothing. Mm. Like, the cord wasn't wrapped around her neck. She came out like this beautiful, perfect girl. Mm. Uh, and then I rang my ex for a couple, you know, in between those four days of, of burying her, and I said that I had lost the baby. And his reply was, oh, I'm pretty happy about that. I was like, okay, whatever. Oh, my goodness. You do you. And then I was like, you know, I'm thinking, oh, why did I even make that phone call? So I then just carried on with my life. And then about five years later, I mean, sorry, not five years later, but five years ago, I jumped onto Facebook and just was getting like these notifications and I was like, oh, dopamine hit. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. Going like people were tagging me in, into this like uh, in this news article. And the news article was Otrahonga guy on the run from like he just stabbed his mother attacked his father and they were looking for this guy and i was like oh my god that's my ex-boyfriend oh my goodness and i just was like oh my god I, I don't even know how to deal with this right now and i was like how do i i don't even know how to feel about this and so it turned out that he yeah went and murdered this elderly couple and then killed himself and I was like, holy hell, 
this is messed up. Oh my goodness. And then I've just felt, wow, that that could have been, like, if she was alive, like, how do you even deal with that? How do you process that? I don't even know how to process that now. Oh my goodness. So, just crazy, crazy town. Holy moly. Oh my goodness, that is, that's huge. It's just like, whoa, universe. My body didn't portray me. My body was looking after me. Like that beautiful girl was not meant to be in this Mm. world. Mm. Like, come on, I lost her babies. I was clearly getting the sign that I shouldn't have a child with this man. But yeah, he was also in deep trauma and Mm. the system let him down massively. Yeah. Hugely. Well, sometimes we, sometimes we're so fixated, like you were saying, like, the baby will make us happy Mm. or like I'll have something to love, you know, and zooming out now you can see looking back how everything was. It doesn't take away the pain and the suffering though. That's for sure. That that's really heavy stuff. But it's like healing isn't outside of yourself. Mm. It's inside of yourself. And like, if you're going to have kids, you've got to do the work first. Oh my God. Absolutely. Like, I'm in the stage of getting my body ready, getting it prepared, giving it the new nutrient, like the best nutrients, coming off crap food, sugar, everything else, and just treating it like a temple, but also doing the work on my mind. Amazing. Absolutely. Like this queen. It's just so important because that baby will come out, and I've learned that from four of our children. Like they will trigger the fuck out of you. (laughs) You haven't dealt with it? They will sue. They will surely show you what you haven't dealt with in life. Oh my gosh! Yes, when Malachi was born, I was out of my mind (laughs) with the crying. Yeah, but I realized it's because I had not given myself permission to be seen, heard, and understood. Mm. As soon as I did the inner work around me safely expressing and reconciling my own emotions, not over only from the present moment, but from what twenty eight years <laughs> of uh, yes, um, interesting coping strategies um, that I was able to discover. But it's just the most beautiful relationship when. Like, my relationship with Malachi transformed when I was able to realize that he was here as a gift and a messenger um, and that we could learn so many things together Mm. and that he's going to show the way because he is light and so, and he's so connected to light, you know, being a baby. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's been a really healing journey for me of like, remembering who I am and just feeling safe to be me and be expressed yes. yeah. because he is. Mm-hmm. And when I can do the work within for me to safely express myself, I feel like as he is going through a big emotion, he's now 19 months when he's going through his big emotions and I might get him after daycare and he's just like, I could see he, he hasn't been seen through yeah. the day or maybe he's a bit too, too it. Um, that when he's having his outbursts, I can just sit there lovingly with an open arm and an open heart 
not take it personally, ground mm. myself mm. and witness him be him, mm-hmm. do him and not try and make him wrong about it, not try and tell him to be quiet or calm down or any of those things, but just mum's here, mum loves you, mum sees you yes. and I now can do that because that's what I can give myself, you know? Absolutely. And it's just like the most beautiful thing when we realize like our children and our interactions with children are for us all to learn together. Mm -hmm. You watch a child, they can regulate themselves. Mm. You watch them switch through like a big emotion. (laughs) That's so true. It's like you also watch a dog, like they literally shake it off. Mm. And that's another practice that I do. Like if I feel like, you just shake. Yes. You shake it out. Mm. But you watch a child, and if they feel safe enough to, like, let their emotions come out, and they're over it in, yeah. like, a few, few minutes. And they haven't made up a story about it? No. <laughs> they come in so pure. They come in, like, the most purest of beings. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when we're at a wholeness. Like, mm-hmm. they've got so much information. Mm-hmm. They actually... Yeah. Yeah. We... As, as adults, we've got so much shit laid on top of us that we don't see that. Oh my gosh, yes. Just like the unlearning is so powerful. Do you think that there's one big unlearning? Like if you were to pick one thing, um, what would you say has been your biggest unlearning? Oh, there's so many things that come to mind. <laughs> Can I share two? Go for it. I think the first one would be unlearning of, being an unconscious parent. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Massively. Like, just parent how I was parented. Mm. Like, that's not working for me. Mm. That's not working for me at all. So to unlearn patterns of programming, of what's deeply ingrained into me, and lay on top of that a new way of life, mm. that has been huge. Oh, yeah. Huge. Yeah. Here for that that's yes. amazing yeah and then also back to the body mm. i'm learning to stop hating myself mm. stop hating parts of myself and to stop shutting myself off and to be fully in it even if it doesn't feel good mm. hold space for myself holding space for myself is so powerful because when i as you said before when you can hold space for yourself can hold space for what's externally going on around you mm. that's huge that's so powerful <laughs> i feel like that will really resonate with a lot of people um okay i have one final question and that is around what advice would you give your younger self or young adults navigating their quarter life crisis trying to unapologetically be themselves, express themselves, follow their dreams. What's your words of wisdom? Mm. Like life is short. And I know that's so cliche, but you're here for the split second. So like, it doesn't actually matter. (laughs) Shit's actually pretty meaningless. Like, I don't mean that as in like spiritual bypassing. Mm. Like this shit is meaningless like why are we what why are we rushing around in life like trying to get shit done like am i rushing to die mm. like, slow it down be 
be kind to yourself. Like give your, yourself permission to rest. Mm. Give your, yourself permission to slow down. Just be you. Like it's actually okay. People want to see it. They thrive off it. Oh my gosh, yes. People want to see you be you. Absolutely. Yes. It gives permission for them to be them. Yes. So if we all yes. give permission to ourselves, then we can let go of the self-conscious bullshit. Mm. And then we could all run around and play like little kids again. And drop the bass. Now. And drop the bass. <laughs> okay, so let's get some drum and bass going. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Oh my god, just dance. Fucking just dance. 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 Yeah. Oh my gosh. Drum and bass. I feel like the advice to my younger <laughs> self is just pull lots of drum and bass. Yes. Get naked. <laughs> Get naked in your bedroom. Yes. And fucking shake your ugly bits. No, we're not going to call them ugly. No. Your beautiful bits. Beautiful bits. To drum and bass. Like dance as crazy <laughs> as you can to drum and bass in your bedroom. I love it. And that will just set you up for the day. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, yes. But honestly, like, just be yourself. It gives other people's permission to be themselves too. Mm. I love it. Mm. That's love beautiful. It mm. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast oh, and sharing me. Wisdom and for going so deep and really expressing some tough spaces and also just like honoring you for really doing the inner work and the self healing to unapologetically now be yourself mm -hmm. and from that place of wholeness and restoration show up in the world with your light on and it's just beautiful to witness so just yeah thank you so much for coming Aww. and sharing this with me my sister sister like you're also so amazing i love watching you you show up unapologetically and it's just it's it gives me permission to be myself too fuck yes yes <laughs> Let's go. The nine-year-old's like, let's go. I'm going to say it really loud. Let's go. Oh, my gosh. So good. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode and that there's been some golden nuggets for you to pick up and try on. Use your discernment. If something has resonated that you're like, okay, I didn't hear everything, but I heard this one thing. Really sit with that. I really want to invite you to make some space and just journal, maybe meditate and be in nature or do something that lets you connect within with the inspiration that you found from this podcast and and see what you get to discover. So thank you and until next time. Kakite. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in and thanks to our special guest. This is your chance to take a moment for yourself and really reflect on what's landed for you over this episode. Yep, right now. Pull over in the car, stop working, take a minute and write it down and turn that into one actionable goal so that you can integrate and apply what's come to light in this episode into your life. If you're picking up what we're putting down, please take a moment to rate and review this podcast. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button to be the first to hear when the next squeeze of Audible Juice is live in a new app. If you have a topic you'd like to hear more about, please slide into my DMs on Instagram. See you next time.
This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.